0: all right this is uh, this is Jimmy uh, from Jedi Funtime and I'm with uh, Samantha Samantha and here we are today with a sp- very special guest uh, Derek Lyons um, to those who don't know who he is um, he is in Star Wars the original Star Wars a New Hope he uh, portrayed as a medal bearer in the ceremony scenes at the end of uh, of the film uh, on Yavin 4 um, I've been wanting to get him on the show for a while because he uh, very, very interesting. As far as besides Star Wars, he's been in a lot of number of numerous films that you probably know of, but you probably have never, you know, seen them. But once we uh, t- go over and talk about the movies he was in, you'll uh, you'll be very impressed of uh, the resume that he has. So, all right, how about the next movie here, uh, Flash Gordon? That's yeah, a, well, Flash a, Gordon. Uh, that was in
1: 1979 at yes. Shepherd Studios, directed by um, uh, Mike Hodges. Yes. Uh very, produced by Lino uh, uh, right. Nino Laurentiis, starring on Elamuti, Brian Blessed, Timmy Dalton, Sam Jones, um uh, who i missed out. Uh, uh, Peter Wingard, um yeah, several others. And I was car <clears throat> I, I actually worked on it for about nine, eight or nine weeks and a group of us and they used me in three different scenes. I was a uh uh, Arborian in the scene with Peter Duncan and uh, Timothy Dalton, the green people in the trees. You know, I was, I was one of those. I was actually um, a, uh, was a very good playwright. It was an actor called John Osborne. And I, I was one of his um, um, assistant priests or whatever. Okay. And then I was also a, um, a fish person. Um, uh, I think they were called um, Aquarians. They were called. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had to learn this special movement and and get choreographed uh, to do this special fish kind of movement with our head and oh, got this got this we've got this basic shower curtain. Yeah. we've got all silver uh, um, underpants on. You call mm-hmm. pants very tight ones, like speedos, <laughs> with with this see-through uh, sequin kind of a uh, uh, sh- shower curtain with this big. Uh, um, cover over our head, uh, with clearest perspectives, because obviously we're meant to be uh, uh, fish people who only can breathe underwater. So, you know, you you've got to believe that you know, these, these people in the actual plastic helmet is water in there. So they're just breathing through the water mm-hmm. and uh, and obviously moving our mouth like fish. Um, and the other, I was also a Mongo man with uh, Melody Anderson, uh, holding her. And, uh, yeah, so I was in quite a few scenes, really. And okay. we actually earned – I mean, it was unbelievable amount of money. Uh, they reckon it was mafia money. And it was uh, – we were taking away about almost $160, $150 a day. Nice. Wow. Or every single one of us wow. was making that much money. Because, you know, you got money for the hours you did and uh, – Pro rata and and wearing a costume, you know, being uncomfortable in a, a certain costume, <laughs> you know all that stuff. Right. Yeah, so it was great. I was gonna, very, I, right. I was going. Gonna...
0: Underpants. That usually pays pretty well.
1: <laughs> I, I spoke to Peter Wingard uh, about it, and he's in uh, you know, an actor. He's still around. He did Jason King, and he's he's great character English character actor, and you know he's openly really gay person. He's in his I think his eighties now, and I met him a few years ago, and I said Peter, he said. Um, because you knew a friend of mine called um, Alan Meacham, called Butch. And she said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I said to him, yeah, you know, I was, well, I said, what? he said, what costume were you wearing, Derek? And I said, well, Peter, I was wearing three costumes. But one particular one uh, was this little number with a little silver, little <laughs> silver underpants, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. And he looked at me and he says, you can guess where I was looking, Derek. <laughs> 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 you, I said, you naughty man, stop that. Uh, uh. Uh, but yeah, and no, I, I actually um, uh, end up in the—I uh, <laughs> say this in the Flash Gordon film. I end up smoking a joint with uh, Richard O'Brien, uh, yeah. <laughs> who's the guy. Yeah, the guy who who actually uh, uh, made the film, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. You know, okay. mm-hmm.
0: yes. Mm-hmm.
1: This guy wrote it. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, and um, Brian Blessed. It was fantastic, and I got yes. on very well with the most beautiful uh, one of my kind of loves of my life I suppose uh, uh, Onella Mutti the Italian actress okay. uh, um, who I'm still kind of friends to to this day and I hopefully this year will get to see her I haven't seen her for years um, mm-hmm. uh, in Rome i hopefully uh, get to see her very but I've nice. gotten yeah, very well with her and I used to go to her dressing room quite frequently and I used to see her dressed in, dress, in the changing room. You know, when she got a makeup on in the morning. Uh-huh. I would say to her, "Anella, tutto simb, uh, tutto uh, tutto, uh, tutto molto uh, no, molto, tutto molto bella, Anella, molto... tutto molto bella, bella, she bravo, grazie Derek." You know, she would say, "You know, my Italian, I can't remember my Italian, but yes. she would say, uh, I said you're very beautiful, tu sei molto bella.' I said, tutto molto bella,' yeah. and uh, and um, she was uh, very lovely. Uh, but it was a great." A great movie to work. I mean, Sam Jones was wonderful. Uh-huh. He played cards with the um, supporting artists, and you know Topo was there as well. The great Jewish actor, Israeli actor Topo, wonderful man. Um, he did that film, Fiddle on the Roof. I don't know if you know that. Film. Oh, yeah. Great, great yes. guy. And um, yeah, it was, you know, it was just it was a great film to work on. You know, I just loved every day. It was easy to get to as well. You know, Chipton from where I was living yeah very cool yeah. great great film yeah
0: all right well let's move on to uh superman uh, you weren't yeah. in the first superman but you were in superman 2 3 and 4 it seems like huh
1: exactly i worked on, in two i was uh we filmed um with the scene with zod yes
0: i remember that scene very well i, I just it's, it's amazing to know that you were the uh the uh the officer or the soldier behind uh the scenes That's, with the cars yeah. flipped over and everything right
1: yeah, yeah. There's this, what we did. They made they made they built this uh, set in in the middle of a field somewhere, which had uh, the perspective. So from you know when you when you looked at it from where say super, where Zod was standing, Great Terrence Stamp, and and you mm-hmm. look down the road, you can see it goes goes thinner and thinner and thinner. In fact, it was actually a very short area, really. But they 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 tapered it so it looked so it was looked like a longer road or a, you know longer kind of town. Yes. Um, yeah. We started at one end. It took us lot time, and we had the rifles with the blanks in it, and we're walking up. And there's there's a scene, there's a scene where, uh, I think it was Zod or Non, played by um, what's his name. Uh,
0: I can picture that? him. I just can't think of his name. Is something? Is it O'Halloran or something? Or
1: O'Halloran. Great, yeah. great. He's a good friend. I spoke to him a few times on the phone. You know, Jack, and it's either Jack, him yes. or or Aura, uh, uh, Sarah Douglas. Yes. Uh, and, and the and and the person goes up, and they've obviously got him on a on a on a crane, putting him up. And she does it with the, the eyes, you know, and then uh-huh. he falls down. Well, there's this, just behind there. There's this guy, a guy guy shooting his rifle, and that's me. Yeah. And then oh. we get closer, I'm the second person in that set. we next to um, uh, Jack O'Holloran I'm on my knees, and you see me looking at him and doing my little bit of acting, you know. <laughs> um, but that was great. I mean, it was great to work on that. And um, uh, and I, in those scenes, I think Christopher did turn up on set, but it was actually after that I saw him. Because okay. uh, mm-hmm. uh, I worked on... A, I was a Russian soldier in, I think, the fourth one. Uh, and four, I was uh, next right? to this nuclear rocket. I haven't seen it for such a long time. And in, in another one, um, Superman three. Uh, we were on the on the British Underground uh, with uh, uh, Margot. Is it Margot Kitter? Margot. Yes. K- Kitter or something yeah, like that. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think we we're on the on the Underground. I mean that scene. I think uh, okay. we filmed that old bridge station. This is the defunct uh, Underground station where they used to film, um, and it was where he was where uh, Christopher Reeves stops the train. You know, he's in, on pla He's on. The, he jumps and he stops the train with his hand. You mm-hmm. know. That's okay. Superman would. But Christopher was a very sweet man. He was also born the same date of birth, 25th of September as well. Oh, I didn't know wow. that.
0: So you and Mark Hamill as well, all the same birthdays.
1: There's quite a few out there. There's uh, <laughs> Michael Douglas, uh, Catherine Zeta- Jones, mm-hmm. uh, also, what's his name, uh, Will Smith. Uh, there's quite a few on the same dates, you know. Oh, yeah. think, what's strange. But nice, no, um, nice little
0: connection there.
1: I spoke to Christopher quite a bit, and uh, – Kind of shy guy, you know, yeah. and you uh, like the ladies. I mean, he always used to chat up the uh, the the girls on yeah. the film that, you know. And he he had a standing called uh, his name was John Standing, believe it or not. And he <laughs> had a a, bit, a bigger build than uh, uh, than Chris. Um, uh, and uh, I think that they I think they got rid of John unfortunately after a while because something happened. I don't know what went on, but. Uh-huh. But uh, but Chris Reed was uh, such a wonderful man. It was sad that he uh, eventually uh, died the way he did. You know, and he was yes. very st- strong. Uh, I have I think I have two of his books here um, about his life, um, his struggle, and uh, he was a real Superman. You think about what he went through, you know,
0: yes.
1: from that accident on the yeah, uh, on the mm-hmm. uh, uh, on the horse. Yeah, this horse. He was doing uh, he was doing dressage or something, um, or you know the, the I forget what they call it jump across yeah it's very very disciplined um, um, you have a really good horseman to do what, what he did you know mm-hmm. yeah oh. but uh, yeah that was great to work. as say great to work on those three films and uh, meet Terence Stamp uh, of which I in fact Terence Stamp was yeah. a good friend of my father's in the early days and yeah. uh, I didn't really speak to Terence because that was his first film because he was he was re- kind of slightly reclusive for quite a few years yeah his first feature, and then uh, for a long time, and then I worked at a French film where I had a little part with Terence, and uh I met him a few times, you know, over the years, um, even pre uh, pre Superman. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> lovely guy,
0: yeah. Terence is going to be at the uh, London Film Comic Con this summer,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I know that, so uh, yeah, I, 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 um, as I have, um, the thing is, I have uh five of his books signed, Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Plus, plus, I have a, a signed autograph, photo, photograph, which I actually obtained. Plus, um, you know, I've met him, so very I don't nice. really need to meet him again, you know.
0: Yeah. You know. That's cool. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next one, which is I'm, I'm very interested in uh, Krull. That was oh, kind yeah. of a movie that I remember as a kid um, uh, yeah. Krull.
1: growing up. And
0: you were the White Slayer in that. In That's
1: that right. Film. And the, one, the main White Slayer. It was me and a guy called. Uh, um, uh, Dominic Weimark, mm-hmm. uh, Dominic was the guy behind me in that scene, um, and Dominic's father was a very famous English actor called Patrick Weimark, who works in the film with Clint Eastwood, with Ingalls Stare, I think it was. Yeah. Um, he played the, the bad double agent, um, Nazi English spy, you know. Um, right. But Dominic, yeah, we, we, um, we were cast uh, because of our size, uh, with the White Slayers, and... Um, because most of the stuntmen, they, they had a maze especially for the stuntmen, and most of the stuntmen were um, really quite big guys, you know, Nosher and Diddy Powell, and uh, friends of my father, the late uh, Nosher Powell and stuff, and and several other uh, stuntmen. And um, they only had two white slayers, as far as I remember, which mm-hmm. is me, and, and, uh, and I think we were meant to be slightly smaller, I'm not sure. Uh, it was a very hot costume. It must have weighed at least um, 150 pounds. Well, yeah, know, it, it, looked, it. it
0: looked huge. So I can wow. see really having some weight heavy. to
1: that. It was very heavy because it had. It was made this kind of uh, foam plastic. Um, it really smelt really bad. I mean, it made you feel sick. The oh smell no. of this. this uh, you know, that's why I had to take the helmet off quite a bit. And you, was it was <laughs> sweat buckets. It. Like it's like being in a sauna. You know. Well, no wonder it uh, smelled. But, <laughs> Yeah, and that was directed by Peter Yates, who actually um, uh, directed um, Steve McQueen in, in Bullet. So uh, mm-hmm. that was oh. I was amazed. I was so happy to work with Peter Yates. And, uh, and Ken Adams, who you really didn't see much after that, They guy who plays the lead actor in that. Mm-hmm. We had um, Liam Neeson's one of his first films. He's a very quiet man. I spoke to him a bit. Mm-hmm. Robbie Train and a few others, uh Bernard Breslaw, who works the Carry the English Carry On films. And, um, yeah, I was on it for a, at least three weeks, I think. We were, in a, in, uh, we were involved um, in the 07 set where the Slayers uh, come out of the lake. Yes. they all muddy, and they had a problem with one of us. I mean, I think one of the uh, stuntmen was drowned because, uh, you know, it filled, the filled full of water, obviously, this yeah. costume, and yeah. could breathe. And because that is... Yeah, it was like they, they had lots of this cork, uh, cork in, in the water, you know, and something happened. And uh, But we were, the white, they decided not to have the white slayers in that scene, even though we were dressed up and ready to go. Um, and then so they eventually made this scene with a tiger. And yes. uh, the special effects weren't good in those days, weren't too brilliant. And uh, what they wanted to do is they made a. Uh, a kind of rostrum which is a thing on stilts basically the mm-hmm. set uh and so we had to get onto the set uh we had to kind of uh, go up these stairs and there's perspex we went behind the perspex oh, it was like glass or perspex and then, then the chippies uh the guys who do the, the carpentry they would put these wedges to, to, to have this piece of glass because what they did this set was in, basically encased they let the tiger in uh, and what they wanted to do is get the tiger uh, to attack one of the slayers but obviously they've got, yeah. they've got a slayer in front of me which you can't really see until you see a close up uh, the way they filmed it and uh, what they did is put lots of uh, uh, steak and stuff inside the slayer's costume mm. In the, oh, in the they, helmet, and, and they, baited, they baited oh the tiger goodness. to come at you guys,
0: huh?
1: Yeah, they did, that's what they did. They baited <laughs> the tiger, they, apparently, it was um, it was uh, David Chipperfield Circus or Billy Smart Circus, I'm not sure which one it was. And uh, English um, um circus uh, tiger, and they didn't feed him for a few days to make him a little bit starving, which is not very nice to do. <laughs> no. But they released the tiger into the set and action, you know, let the tiger in, and the tiger. Ignored the uh, <laughs> the of of meat and wanted fresh meat, obviously. <laughs> uh
0: huh. So it came right at you.
1: And you know these, t- these tigers—they weigh—they weigh a ton. You know, yeah. they're, they're really heavy. And he, he ran forward and he hit the glass or the Spurs box. And there's me because we had to go towards the tiger mm-hmm. and then and then react to it. And uh, just before that scene, uh, the, 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 I did a scene when I walked through and the boy and and you, you see me going. I point my uh, my like ray gun thing at the boy, who even though I did see the boy, and he says slayers, and I shoot him. Mm -hmm. I think I shoot him. (laughs) And then next (laughs) cuts then to us in that same area, and then the tiger gets in because I think it it was actually um, one of the characters he can turn himself into a tiger, and it's him uh, who attacks, you know, um, me. But anyway, what the tiger did, he knocked the glass and literally got his paws. Uh, around managed to to uh-huh. tilt the glass so that it could actually get its claw almost on my side where really? on the glass Wrap, the wrapping
0: around the glass. Wow!
1: Well, and the <laughs> thing is, there's no way out for us. Yeah, we we were in a cage ourselves. <laughs> you know, we were like about we're about 15 feet off on the ground. There's no exit at the back of us. We put they put us in this this area
0: with 150 uh, pounds
1: uh, worth yeah. of costume on. What's
0: that? With 150 pounds worth of costume on.
1: Exactly, and mm-hmm. you, you know, imagine you're walking, as you walk you're, you're tilting, you're, you're, you're stumbling from side to side very difficult to describe it but you're going from one side to another side and, and moving your whole body to make the costume move, you know mm-hmm. uh, and you really you could not run you, there's no way in hell yeah. you could run with this thing on <laughs> and, um, I mean I was, it could be 100 pounds, but it was very heavy and I was much skinnier then, you know, thinner um, so so Uh, So we we did about I think we did about five or six seven takes ten takes until the tiger tried you know and it it still kept them going for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, So anyway, when you see the movie, you see the tiger hitting that. we um, see its claw sweeping across, and then you see the head come off and all that stuff. But that was like their own special effects. I mean, right, you know, right, it, right. It, was, it, it looks pretty really amateur if you look at it carefully, because mm-hmm. uh, they couldn't get the target to do it. Right. So that's why I did. After then, I went and spoke to some stuntmen. I said, "Look, you know, this is a bloody stunt I'm doing here. What's going on?" <laughs> and the stuntmen backed me up. I mean, don't forget, everyone's on a payroll, and the and the stuntmen. They don't want to get, you know, on the wrong side of the producer. Right. So they would just give me advice. You know, they were very good. They would like, come and stand with me because I'm not a stuntman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I said to I think it was uh, Nosher or Dini I said to you, surely, you know, because they're on, I think the stuntmen were on about, say, I don't know, um, $300 or $400 a day plus whatever they do, they get extra four and stuff. And I was only on a maybe uh, – Thirty pounds like say uh forty dollars a day okay and so I, I i I actually went up to my my union di- uh, rep mm-hmm. wouldn't support me, and uh, because he's they usually some of them uh, tend to be on the payroll of the, of the film company anyway, uh, not all of them, but a few were
0: yeah.
1: um because they get they got work out of it, you know making you know cut making uh with their side Mm -hmm. you know uh so they can make money anyway so i went up to the producer i said look you know me and dominic you know we did the scene we did it like 10 times we're up in this thing the tiger it really makes it was quite frightening Uh, but we finished it we could have walked off set but we continued with it you know this is a kind of stunt so i ended up i actually ended up with uh with um i think almost uh five hundred dollars that day um uh, for doing it with a special action because they gave me the money from what I was getting normally plus they put stunt money on top, well, so I was very happy. You know? Right. But but met, it's about three hundred, about three hundred fifty English pounds. So okay. you know, in those days. So right.
0: Well, let's start that day over, though. So you, you pulled up on sets. You probably read your script because you probably didn't take your scripts home. You probably got your script of what scene you were doing, and you read the script and said, "Oh, I'm going to have a tiger come attack me." Yeah, it's so, basically on the
1: script. It basically, it, I haven't got it anymore. I should have kept, I, some I, I didn't I gave away, but true. on the on that scene, it basically had the, the scene Tiger, uh, Tiger attacks Slayer, mm-hmm. uh, two Slayers, you know, walk, two Slayers walk, walk, walk forward in the in the um, uh, the tunnel the tunnel thing. I forget what they call it, and then Slayer. It's only like on one page really, the yeah. literal what the action because this it's, visual wasn't ready. <laughs> And that's it. Yeah, that's why we knew. Uh, you know, uh, that's why I was. Uh, I had, right, uh, right. you know, there's no dialogue, obviously, because you're a yeah. Your naming and, yeah. So uh, I'm yeah. sure
0: you were probably saying, what did I sign up for? I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> and then yeah, you got paid at the end of the day and you're like, oh, wow, okay. When, when are we well, doing this again?
1: You had to fight for that, said <laughs> Well, so. actually, so I actually have done uh, at least uh, about five stunts uh, on films and not even being a stuntman. And uh, mm-hmm. I wow. did one stunt where I had to jump we filmed it in Stockwell which is near Brixton in England near where I live near South London and I had to they said oh you're going to be doubling this actor because I did stand in and double I even uh, doubled and stood in I was the lead stand in several years ago for Alec Baldwin Um, he he and the producer, chose me for this film called Second Nature which I was the lead I did everything for uh, Alec and, but in this other film I was working on, uh, uh, they said, what you're going to do, Derek, you're going to get on that roof there. Yeah, said, yeah, okay. Uh, we'll give you a ladder to get up there, fine. And what you're going to do is see the other side, the other roof, yeah. Uh, uh, you're going to stretch yourself along, hold the – hold the, um, um, the, uh, what do you call it now? The – the, the pipes you know the, where the water pipes are okay. outside the house and you're going to put stretch your leg across get that side grab <laughs> grab the other pole and, and like swing yourself across wow <laughs> and the girls going to follow you I said
0: you're <laughs> hanging by the gutters
1: <laughs> listen this right we were we were at least. Uh, 25 feet from the ground. Jesus. Oh my wow. god. Uh, <laughs> and it was—it was—it's was, it was behind uh, Stockholm Station, uh, Victoria Station uh, on the Victoria Line. I remember doing it, and we did it about five times. up Because I'm quite agile, like anyone, I did it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But then the actor decided, "Oh, I can do it," because they because they, they dressed me like the actor. Okay. Uh, uh, and they really should have, because uh, I was put on the spot. Really, I should have said, "No, this is a stunt. You need to get stunt." But you know, they're paying me uh, a supporting artist uh, fee yeah um anyway
0: hard to say no right
1: yeah well you do it and you, know, you do it as a professional so yeah did it and then at the end you get signed off in those days you used to get cash you know you get you pay your insurance and your tax mm-hmm. uh, yourself well you tax yourself but they, they'll pay you you sign this piece of paper they get copies of it etc you get paid on the you get daily paid which is good right Um uh, <laughs> And I said, look, you know, it's a so stunt, you know, I'm jumping across the... And, then, and then I had to argue for half an hour with them, and they gave me a little bit on top, but it was nothing, really, for what mm. I should have got. Yeah. Um, I but, also did another film with uh, Bob, we relate Bob Hoskins, uh, yes. mm-hmm. called Lisa, with, um, mm. Michael Caine, and... Uh, um, what's his name? Oh, Jordan, Jordan... Uh, Uh, I can't remember his name the guy the director Neil Jordan that's right he um, said to me look we've got this scene we're filming at Brighton on the pier could you if when Bob comes through that door you can walk across he's going to knock you down is that okay (laughs) I said yeah that's okay I don't mind that because I because I did martial arts, so I was quite. Mm-hmm. It's in the 80s. <laughs> anyway. I'm walking across. I got this leather jacket on, and then suddenly he come, and then Bob Oskin's is like a little bulldog, you know, yes, and quite a stocky man, and he and he, uh, you know, the guy I'm talking about. He was in. He Roger Rabbit, Robert, Robert, yep, <laughs> Roger Rabbit. Yep, Roger Rabbit. He comes. He comes lurching to me, elbows me. I go whack. I go fall down right to the floor. Anyway. Uh, maybe seven, eight times later, he kept coming up to me, said, are "You, are you all right, son? Are you all right, son? I said, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm really okay." But my shoulder, for years, I oh, such pain in my shoulder. Oh, really? And I got paid very well for that. And, uh But if you watch Mona Lisa, you see this guy getting knocked down. It's me. <laughs> oh, somebody done bits pieces, yeah, you because know. I actually did actually train briefly to be a stuntman that was in the 90s, though. But I was a bit too old for it, really. Uh, I had most of the qualifications, you needed six then. Um, but funny enough, even though I had fencing, uh, they the stunt union at the time said, Oh no, we don't We do not do many uh, um, sword stuff anymore. We don't really need that qualification. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then Zorro comes out, uh, and then Lord <laughs> Brings comes out. Because you know? yeah. <laughs> you know? it went away from the sword swashbuckling. For uh, a while,
0: yeah. yeah. Three yeah. Musketeers, yeah, that kind of stuff, right?
1: Listen, did, so did you ever meet my late friend Richard Bonehill?
0: I was going to add, when you mentioned fencing, I was going to bring him up if you knew him, because I heard he was very <laughs> avid. He right. was a very good professional fencer. Really?
1: George was one of my dearest friends, close friend. We stood in on Last Days of Pompeii and several other movies together. Um, he, he doubled Christopher Lambert and Highlander. Wow. And uh, uh, I used to talk with him. We, we, when I first started doing the conventions in 2006, he and, um, oh, and, uh, and, uh, and this woman who's now departed as well called um, Christine Hewitt, one of the Tonika twins from the cantina scene, they were the two okay. people who helped me. Um, uh, gave me the guidance uh, on the conventions and and like don't do anything for nothing, Derek. And right. yeah, <laughs> you know. the, in, the ins and outs. Very good advice. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, and uh, well, Richard was very particularly good. Uh, which Christine got me to Japan, which is very nice. We've okay. got to have, wow. uh, uh Yeah, I went to Japan in 2007 to promote the action figure Rebel One Guard. You know, yes. mm-hmm. and, uh, and obviously myself and. And also Richard Bonehill, uh, he just gave me guidance. And we spoke to each other most every other week or every month or every two months, three months. And then I, I spoke to him about – it was about almost a year and a half ago now. I spoke to him maybe about two months before he died. Um, and um, he was a great guy. I'm always, He always used to wind me up because I, I said, you know, I fence, you know, uh, Richard, you know, and I do this. And he used to, he used to have that laugh. He's going ha, 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 Derek, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was that funny but no, what happened? To the, uh, funny enough, three years ago, I was I came back from Sweden because I live there as well, and I, uh, my girlfriend and I came back, and because I have several health conditions, I've got this thing called uh, severe sleep apnea. I get I I, I uh, stop breathing when I go to deep sleep, and if mm-hmm. I put weight on, it's a problem, and uh, etc. And I was extremely tired, and. Mm-hmm. I decided, uh, I got home and, um, maybe the same day and I pulled the cupboard out, which I have in front of, I've seen now, it's about three and a half feet from the, from the ground. And on that, I had this kind of Buddha stuff, you know, I like kind of Buddhism and Hinduism yeah. and stuff. So I've got this Buddha head and the, the Buddha head weighs at least, uh, 12 pounds, you okay. know, and it's obviously metal, brass, and bronze. So I pulled the cupboard out and I've got a because I have a stereo, I have a deck, and I plugged the, put the plugs back in, switched them on. I thought I might as well Hoover, and I started Hoovering, cleaning the place, and I didn't hear it. I was on my knees, and my my head was to the floor almost, and the bloody uh, uh, Buddha fell off the back of the uh, cupboard and hit me on the head, and knocked me out. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> no, it was, it was quite serious. So I, I, I I I I was past that for I don't know how long. And the ambulance came. You know, I've got them to come, and seven hours in the hospital, and scan, and and I've got a thing called mild traumatic brain injury, which does affect me sometimes. I'm mm-hmm. all right at the moment, but It does affect. it did affect my speech for two years, and that's why my my recall sometimes. I'm, I, I'm usually really perfect on recall uh, with names and places and dates, mm-hmm. but it's it's been a problem since that time. Yeah. But I remember bringing Richard about a week later or week just during that week. I said, Richard. I said, look, you know what happened to me the other day. He said, What happened, Derek? What happened? I said, look. I said, I almost killed myself. <laughs> what do you mean? I said, well, this the Buddha fell on my, <laughs> fell in my head. He goes, I can't believe it, Derek. He says, I can imagine this, Derek. Uh, Star Wars actor, death by Buddha, instant karma. <laughs> 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 He's laughing his head off down the phone to me, uh-huh. and he couldn't stop laughing. He couldn't stop laughing. I said, look, look it was serious. You know, I, they said another four inches, and I'd have been dead. He goes, yeah, okay another four inches he had been dead Buddha kills Derek you know and he kept making all these jokes up (laughs) you know he's so funny you know and uh no ideally I've got a picture in the hallway uh which he gave me uh side picture um because I appeared with him at uh, I think a couple conventions um and I, I I I dearly miss him and um and a few other people obviously John Hurt died uh uh, this week, we and uh, this guy called Gordon Kay. I knew Gordon very well, and, and all these people. I mean, Carrie Fisher yes. uh, who died, sadly died. And I, I actually was invited to meet her the week she uh, uh, was in the UK. Oh. Someone said, You know, would you, yeah, I was meant to go down to London to get someone said, well, Would you mind getting a signed book for me? And uh, so I met Carrie so many times, I don't want to queue up. And, this and, that. and I should have really gone, and I regret oh. that. And then, you know, Day later, she flew back, and then yes, that happened, right? Yeah. But she died. You know, she died on the plane. You know, she was totally she was she was dead. She was basically dead on the plane. I mean, it was ten minutes. Uh, you no know, oxygen. You know, brain starved. She, yeah, they tried to the revive her. Right? Pardon?
0: They tried to revive her on the plane,
1: but it uh, done that. No, they yeah. wouldn't have done it because it was too too much. But she see Carrie was very sweet. I really liked her a lot, and uh, I actually. The last time I actually saw her was at the crew showing of Empire Strikes Back at the Dominion Cinema. I'll just tell this story quickly. Uh, I was, uh, you know, got my ticket, was sent this ticket. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to the West End, um, got in a bit late, sat down, watched the film, loved the film. Lights went up, and then two rows of them was Mark and Carrie. I couldn't believe it. So I said, hey, hey Mark, and Carrie came up to me. We chatted away, all these kids, you know, because the kids were, yeah. the crews children were there as well because they'd seen the first one. Uh, buzzing there, and look, Carrie's so sweet. I've still got the signed um, um, program from Empire Strikes Back, signed by Mark, but she puts lo- uh, love and kisses on yes. Carrie. Mm-hmm. In. Wow. But hi, Derek, you know, you know, did. Uh, so that's kind of uh, very special for me to have that, you know. Yeah, um, yeah sad, you know, she was, uh, yeah, she had a lot of problems with her bipolarism and the drugs over the years, and mm-hmm. it's kind of sad, really. You know, she was a really lovely person. You know, yeah,
0: she was. She loved her fans because she'd go. She'd attend the conventions. We, I seen her a few times, and you know, yeah, she was. She was good. So it's just tragic. So I, it just, you know, it shows. You know, enjoy life while you're still,
1: you're still yes, on this, well, you on have this planet. To, you know, I mean, it's like I would say to all your, all your people listening, is that you know, there's certain people that you didn't, haven't spoke to for the last month, or you know, you have not seen family members, or you know, life's so short. You can be just taken Right that you know blink of an eye and uh you gotta you know I mean, people i should have kept in contact with who are sadly not here anymore and you know no one knows when your time's up you know and uh hopefully be if with me it's hoping to be swift <laughs> eventually <laughs> just you know kind of uh, it'd be great to just go because it's like, not even that thing that Buddha head falling in my head right And my friend's a a Catholic, you know, she's uh, Kathy Monroe. She says, Derek, you've got to become a Catholic like me. Forget all that Buddhist stuff. Look, you know, it's a sign. Sign from God.
0: (laughs) I could just see her saying that. Yes. (laughs) What's that? I could just picture that. I could picture
1: that. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it... you know, that, I could have been dead. I mean, I really could have died then. And they said another four inches. That fell four more inches above you. You could. Cause I, I touched my head, and I've got still got a dent in my, my top of my head. And uh, I could. I thought that like, I could feel my brain. It was that bad. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought I. I it was that your brain start you start worrying you know and and it was you know like these cartoons you know tom and jerry cartoons yes. where they yes. the, the, the get hit with a, a an big anvil and the head goes, <laughs> it was literally like that it was it was really like that i, I, it, I can't describe it any other way apart from, uh, that, uh, that was a good sound it.
0: effect though it sounded exactly like you like an anvil dropped on your piano in tom and jerry
1: exactly yeah so um <laughs> I say, I'm I I trying to enjoy myself, and uh, I've got some bits you know, I buy and sell antiques. You know, I, I like collecting things, and cool. I like to, uh, you know, I, um, I'll be going to Sweden at some point uh, when it's a bit warmer. I swim in the lakes, uh, I usually do about uh, six or seven miles, uh, r- swimming around the lakes, and uh, and that's great. I'm on my own, you know, I run in the forest, I, I do my martial arts, Zen swim, and I kick trees. Uh, in oh, fact, I kick posts. Yeah. I don't kick trees. I, I, I hug I, trees normally. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, in fact, I went for my first run yesterday, and you know, I'm aching today. And I did my weights today and my exercise to get myself back in trim again. You know, because um, you got to look after your body. You know, you got to look after it. You know. Mm-hmm. That's true. Very good. Yeah. yeah. I,
0: I watch. I follow you on Facebook, and you seem very quite active. Very busy. So that's always a good thing to stay busy.
1: See, don't be fooled by the illusion. <laughs> because it looks I mean it does look like way like, I I put things up when I when things I do and if it's fun and uh, I put it up and uh, I tend to bump into quite a, I tend to over the years I you know I got I've always had this magnet with uh, with uh, people in the business and mm-hmm. uh uh I, I would walk down the West End and then suddenly bump into uh you know, John Hurt, or I walked down another road and then bumped into, you know, Jack Palance, or, you know, Lake Jack Palance, or I walked down the road and bumped into, uh, once I bumped into, what's her name, Uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, woman Linda Carter? What's that? Linda Carter? Linda Carter, yeah. She's got the most beautiful blue eyes. She was wearing glasses, actually. It was actually an Antiquarius in the uh, 80s. I remember walking in there and she looked straight at me and I looked straight at her and I thought, God, it's Wonder Woman. <laughs> sure enough. Yeah. She's, she was a beauty. I mean, really, it still yeah. is beautiful, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of always had, it's funny, all my life's all been connected with the arts in some way, music. I was in the music business for a while knew all the punks and, the, you know, the jam, Eddie and the Hot Rods, you know, the Sex Pistols, you know, yeah. the Stranglers. Yeah. I, the vibrators, and I took photographs, and you know uh, I knew Le- Lemmy, you know from Motorhead and um, I kind of uh, Marvin. And uh, Marvin Gaye was a w- close friend. Of mine, I was just going to Mar- ask.
0: I was just going to ask that. I read about that. I was I was wondering if that was true or not. That you were good good friends with uh, the late yeah. Marvin Gaye.
1: Ma- with Marvin, yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually contributed to a movie, um, which uh, it was going to be made with you know an actor called Jesse L. Martin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The very handsome black guy on, on the, um, uh, is it Crime and Punishment, some of those programs in America? Uh, <laughs> yeah. The detective program. I can't Law remember Order. the name of it. Law and Order, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Was it? Was it? Was it? Law and Order. Not Law and Order. That's a yeah, very similar that's it. Yeah. Law and Order. Uh, he, they They initially gave the part to Lenny Kravitz. Okay. But because of some problem, because Bobby Gay, who I used to like, Bubby, which is Marvin's son, little son, I used to babysit him and take him over to Hyde Park. Oh really? Uh, huh. Yeah, yeah. He, he's obviously in his late twenties now, whatever. Maybe like mm. old maybe thirties now. But anyway, he's very, he went to the same school as Lenny Kravitz, and there was something going on there that you know Lenny wouldn't do it because the family the pressure from the uh, the gay family. And uh, so anyway, I cont- contributed to that f- film, which was which sadly. Um, it went bustly before I made it. And I, I still haven't been paid. I'm owed about £2,000 for my contribution. Oh, wow. It's $4,000, yeah. Yeah. Julian uh, Temple, you give me that money. <laughs> and, right. um, yeah, I, I met Marvin uh, when I worked in – I left the business for a couple, like a year and a, maybe two years. I did this. It was actually Quadrophenia and the Shining. Uh, then I yeah, – that's right. In 1980, I worked in uh, Carnaby Street, very famous Carnaby Street. Okay. Swinging '60s kind of thing, this was, was, was the you know, '70s late '80s, um, late '70s. And uh, I was, I, I, I went to get some coffees one day, and I walked down the road. I usually went, uh, I usually go to Marshall Street, which is literally around the corner from me. But then I walked down to um, uh, uh, Forbes Place, and I suddenly saw this guy, maybe a hundred yards away from me, and I went up to him. It's almost like predestined thing. And I put my hand out and said, hello, Marvin Gaye. Now, the only time I ever heard of Marvin was when I was doing Star Wars. When I was at college, at Camden College uh, University yes, uh, in North London, I my, my music teacher, Bruno, who looked exactly like John Lennon, by the oh, way, between okay. he looked exactly between John Lennon and – imagine someone who looks like um, uh, Dustin Hoffman okay. but also looks like John Lennon, similar height but – as Dustin. Anyway, he gave me. He said, this yeah. the, you know, "Listen, this is this album, and it's what's going on." You know, so that's the only time I ever heard of Marvin Gaye. Yeah. So then, you know, th- th- uh, three years or four years go by. I walked down. I started speaking to him. I said, um, "I said, what are you doing here?" He says, "He said, well, I you know, I'm here and I'm doing this and that the other." And um, my my assistant Jim is getting me some English fish and chips because I haven't had those. <laughs> and uh, I said, "Would you come and meet some friends?" Yeah. Well, okay. So he left. He left his assistant. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> shop. walked away down uh, Forbes Place, down Carnaby Street. Walked into what the, we had two shops there. I worked for the poster shop. Walked in there and I said, "Maria, I'd like to meet Marvin Gaye." She went, oh, she couldn't believe it. She was like, like shocked. Mm-hmm. And then I took her to the other store, and then, and and with friend Billy and and they went like mad, mad. But I still didn't really get it. You know, I knew he was Marvin Gaye, but I didn't really, yeah, you know. To the film business, you know, then I went to. Uh, he said, uh, he said, oh, is there any health shops around? I said, yeah, and I took him to Cranks, which is a health shop chat he worked in briefly, right. before I watched it, Rock Dreams, and um, and I bought him some food there, you know, and vitamins, and I paid for it. He, he had no money. Oh, <laughs> and I just met him. So he did pay me back, and eventually, actually, I loaned him three years. I knew Marvin. He had no money. He was living in um, Hawaii, in Maui, with his son Bobby. And he had been estranged from his wife, Jan Hunter, and uh, literally people were looking after him because he had literally been bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I remember, I this is I and mean, we talk about 1980. I loaned him eighty dollars, uh, which a lot of money in Went those on, days yes, uh, and forty pounds, and he gave me eventually gave me a check which. I cashed. I should have kept the check for really. me. I could have mostly got it back in and kept it. But yeah. uh, I didn't think about it in those days. And, um, but he did pay me back eventually. And uh, But yeah, i knew him for three years. I went, I stayed in Belgium with him when he was uh, recording. And um, I was in the studio at Odyssey Studios when we were recording uh, um, In a Lifetime, the last album for okay. Tamla. And Very I was... Cool. Uh, kind of pre-sexual healing the Midnight Love album was sexual healing
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I was with him in Belgium during that period when he was getting the uh, creativity to uh, to actually um, record that album which he did for CBS Uh, and I I, I was with with him uh, during that period of time and funny enough we talked about lots of things about God and revelations and the Bible and sexual things and all that kind of stuff. And even though this guy called David, uh, I think his name David Ritz, uh, wrote this book. And subsequently he he said he's the one who wrote the, the title sexual healing, which Marvin wrote that song. But I don't believe that. And, um, uh, but I think there's a lot of, uh, when I listen to that album, I, I can, a lot of things in it. I remember discussions we had, and maybe I was maybe inspired, um, Certain tracks on that album, possibly. I don't know. Wow, that is. Marvin loved, Ma- Marvin loved me. I mean, I, I'll, yeah. I'll leave. A, I'll, I'll be on a film set all day, then I'll go and see him in the evening. And when he lived in Knightsbridge, and then uh, I would go home. My grandmother would say, because I think my grandparents then, and my grandmother would say, Nora would say, this guy just rang. As, as, who's that? Oh, his name's Marvin. <laughs> so I just got. I'll be on the phone with, with Marvin for another hour, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've seen him all that evening, and then. One day, he he uh, with a friend called Jean-Marc Benson, who's now departed, uh, came round uh, to my apartment with my grandparents and met my mother and my grandmother and grandfather Hugh, and they were seventies, you know, almost eighties then, and uh, late seventies. And Marvin grabbed my mother's, my grandmother's hand because she was a very flirtatious, uh, woman. And the blonde uh, looks a bit like Betty Davis, that kind of look. Okay. And uh, he grabbed her hand and says, you're so beautiful, Nora, you're so beautiful. Next time I see you, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, bring you a bunch of flowers, you know. And that's what he said, you know. He, yeah. You know, so wonderful. I mean Yeah. And uh, sadly, when he got shot by his father, that was the worst time in my life, really. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah, that was or, tragic. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it was true. It was true. I've got lots of photographs. Yeah, I, I, from time to time, i put them on Facebook. But, yeah, I've got some photographs, which I was lucky enough to get. Wow. Someone gave them to me. I didn't know I had any photographs of Marvin until several years after his death. You know, I was sent these pictures.
0: Right. But it's really cool uh, when we interview these guests that we hear these other stories that even that are not even Star Wars related, that are just,
1: yeah. you know. I've so got many other stories. Small which, world uh, and
0: people, known people, that's... <laughs> everyone else knows and it's just you know, yeah it's very cool to yeah. hear stories that i'm
1: sorry excuse me i'm talking over you. no no go ahead. no no sorry do, oh. uh, the, the thing is that you know i do like talking as you can hear um and i'm sorry that <laughs> like, you haven't asked me too many questions i've just gone on which is mostly good
0: no that's, but, no,
1: that's great um you know i've been kind of lucky in life uh, and it, as i say it's sort of an, or an illusion in some ways but I do my best to be a kind and uh, caring person. I mean, very lucky with the people I've met over the years, you know, um, who mentioned before, including even Lee Marvin, who I met as well. I met so many, Ali McCraw, you know, and, um, so all, all the people I kind of liked through my film history of, uh, my, my life history of, um, movies and stuff. And I say, a lot of people, a lot of other people I've met outside the business and nothing to do with working in the film industry, just happened to meet them and become friends. And, you know, and uh, um, you know, the late Sir Nigel Hawthorne, who was, uh, he did The Madness of King George and several other movies. Mm-hmm. And when I joined Equity, he was one of my sponsors. And my other late friend, Paul Lalva, uh, who's an English actor, they sponsored When you join Equity or SAG or whatever, you have to get to. Um, uh, other other members who sponsor you in other yeah. words to sign the declaration you know that the, you know you, they know him and uh, etc yeah. so yeah i'm i'm kind of fortunate um to have um Met lots, of, may, so may it continue, you know, hopefully. But sadly, all the people I knew from the past are, 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 are dying. <laughs> Cause, cause you're all dying, because you are all going to die one of these days. Yeah. We'll age. I don't mean to be depressive, but right. it's inevitable. You know,
0: it's going to happen, you know. Well, so. but now you're going to come to the states, and you're going to meet more people that are that are still alive. Yep.
1: We're going to get you to, <laughs> to to here. <laughs> well, I'd love, to, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to. That, you may have seen that photograph of me and Mark Hamill together. Yes. I, I'd love to, you know, I've put some figures out over the years, but Mark's never really uh, kind of got back to me in any capacity. And uh, and I thought it was a shame, really, because I like to just meet up with him and have a beer or, you know, um, just have a chat with him it'd be nice. Uh, right. The only people I've seen since, since after that uh, are... Um, Obviously, Harrison Ford on when I watched an *Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade*, and and uh, uh, Peter Mayhew. I saw him a few years ago; I hadn't seen him for years because I used to drink, uh, go and drink uh, beer with him at lunchtime okay. at Shepperton Studios as well. You know, um, but he's got a terrible memory, and I mentioned rem- yeah. reminding stuff; he couldn't remember anything. Um, but uh, yeah, I kind of. Like I say good, good friends like Barry Holland and. Uh,
0: yeah, Barry's a good guy. I
1: chat yeah, with him a lot. Mine, mm-hmm. Yeah. But another good friend of mine um, called Alan Austin, who I've helped. I've helped several people. I actually helped um, Pam, you know, I, I, I kind of got on or off of her, but, you know, I actually helped her um, in the convention. She approached me, and uh, I know we're in that film together, but I actually. Helped set her up with the, you know, how to do conventions, get the pictures together. Okay. I helped that. Yeah, I, I helped her at the beginning, and then also got another guy called Adam Fling. Um, yes, Return of Jedi. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 and uh, there's um, yeah, I won't say any more because uh, I'll leave it to Alan Austin. But you should interview Alan Austin because he's got some great stories because he was on uh, Empire, and I think he worked on Jedi <laughs> as well. He worked in it for he worked in it for ages, and. Um, He's got some great stories about him and Carrie Fisher. And um, I won't tell you because he'll tell you the stories. They're okay. very yeah. funny. So I recommend you – I recommend I, – I, I will uh, suggest you to him. Well, thank and, you. Uh, yes. you. You must interview him because he's got some really great stories. And he was one of the – he is the guy who puts Harrison in the pod along, along with this other actor. Who he, he told me he's John Moggeridge. That's him. I did two to do the Harrison Ford thing. Uh, and uh and he's also one of the wingmen with um uh williams you know um with the blue costume um yeah. of which um the great um,
0: uh, uh, um city
1: no i'm trying to think of yeah i'm trying to think um what's his name um oh god the Oh, Alan Harris. Alan Alan, Harris. You know, okay. Harris that, Alan that's who I yeah. thought you
0: were talking. I think you said Alan like Rascal or something. I thought I, I thought you were, you meant like, Alan, Alan Harris.
1: Yeah, well. I like Alan yeah. very much. And um, Alan Harris, uh, yeah, he he because he, uh, he, he's the original person who was fitted for um, for Boba, Boba Fett. Fett right. You know, was, right. the costume mm-hmm. was fitted on him. Right. Um, see Jeremy's very lucky, and I don't want to put. You know, say to you. it was his it was his brother Robert who helped him. Uh, and uh and, and you got the right time and you got you know you got the bubba fett gig and as very you, lucky as and you know you it's good. all
0: about luck too as far as getting these uh these gigs and these uh roles and, and yeah and, uh, absolutely characters. it's very lucky so, to
1: you know yeah. it's a lot to do with luck and being in the right place at the right time right. and taking it and uh, you never know where it's going to go and uh you just go along with it and um uh but yeah i've seen jeremy for quite a while i really i really like jeremy actually So he's sort of a very kind man, you know, and, um, yeah, you know, I made him laugh a few times, so he, like, he likes my humor.
0: <laughs> All right. So, yeah, he's, he's coming to the States in a couple of months, so I'll be meeting him as well. Yeah, so.
1: him, yeah give more regards to him, yeah. So, will do. All
0: right, dark. we'll, uh, we'll end the show on that, on that note, and, uh,
1: Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thanks for coming on. The like, you, listen, you've had almost two hours of me. You're a lucky I, boy. I know. <laughs> we I, appreciate it. We I, really it. I didn't think
0: it would go long, but you know how it goes. And it just fun. hearing the stories is just amazing. It's love the, yeah, the show? So we beautiful love beautiful hearing story. behind the scenes and what yeah. uh, actors are doing today and stuff. So it's great that you're, uh, you know, you're still yeah. you're still out there, still in the circuit, you're still uh, you know doing well, doing shows.
1: Uh, yeah, Did I'm kind right? of. I just say, uh, you know, uh, everything I've said to you is totally 100 percent honest and true. And I may have said things which uh, some people may not may love or may hate. I don't know. But uh, I'll, at least I want to go out this world eventually and say, well, I, I did it my way, as Frank Starter would say. Right. <laughs> but, and, and, you know, I did it my way, you know. Uh, <laughs> but um, and now the end is near. And so we face the final curtain. And that's <laughs> – may the force be with you, uh, Jimmy, and, and – um so, so, was it uh, Samantha? Samantha, excuse me, no. Samantha. My, my mind uh, is a bit tired. In fact, it's, it's, Derek is ready to have a pizza. <laughs> <laughs>
0: pizza sounds good.
1: Enjoy. Yep.
0: So, yeah. well, until There's next time, lot- Derek. We'll uh, we'll definitely catch you soon. Definitely at a, at a convention or maybe some kind of uh, an event in the near future. Yeah, so. let me know.
1: Give me a Derek Lines' website, and obviously yeah. I have autographs, which I you know people can uh, order through the website if, if they wish. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll
0: put a link on your website so that people yeah, know where to yeah, get any yeah. merchandise and stuff. So
1: Yeah, I've got, this, I've got them, these nice 30th anniversary medals, uh, which I've got a hold of a few. So I've been selling those through Facebook, actually. Okay. And um, I don't know how long it's going to last. I just happened to find some very – it's very hard to get hold of. Um, but I'm getting this, uh, this other one made up. Yeah, a friend of mine is a um, very good um, cosplayer, like costume maker. prop maker? Prop maker. Making- yeah, yeah,
0: okay.
1: Yeah. Make prop maker. Yeah, he's fantastic. And uh, he's making this really amazing medal. And um, yeah, so D- that'd be kind of a result. Disney, sold Disney after, so.
0: made a replica one a couple of years ago. I don't know if you know about that one. It was like a an anniversary special. I end up getting one. A friend of mine ended up buying me one from Disney. So I have one of those, oh, okay. which I oh, need right. to uh, get you guys to sign. So
1: yeah, absolutely. I've got the I've actually got the uh the Master Replicas one, you know, the gold one. Okay. It's yeah, it's,
0: one. it's very similar to that one, yeah.
1: Yeah, this one, the, the first one, whilst the Master replicas one, is fabulous. And um, I still have it here. Um, and uh yeah, I've seen I've seen the other versions out there. They're kind of okay, you know. Right. Well listen, right. so thank you so much. Yeah, well. Eric, I thank won't you. I won't hold you uh, up on that pizza, yeah.
0: so thanks again for coming on the show. And watch uh, out for Buddha. <laughs> watch out for the oh. Buddhas flying.
1: Oh. Yeah, blessings (laughs) to both of you. Thank you, thank you. And we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.